It looks like the U.S. is getting closer to reach a debt ceiling agreement this week, but the Federal Reserve is also getting closer to, well, announce yet another interest rate hike next month as the latest inflation and spending figures released last Friday hinted at of further resilience in the U.S. consumer spending and U.S. inflation. So welcome to the new trading week with Swissco's Daily Market Talk. Hallelujah, people! Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy finally reached an agreement to raise the U.S. debt ceiling, although that deal must get approval in a congressional vote that is going to happen this Wednesday, apparently. Now, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned that the U.S. Treasury will be running out of money in about a week from now by June 5th. That's already better than the June 1st, but that obviously gives us a few more days to talk about the U.S. debt ceiling deal. Yay. Anyway, sentiment in the market. Sentiment in trading feels like investors are perfectly confident that the debt ceiling will be raised in the US and that we could finally go back to just talking about other but also very, very important stuff. I actually believe that knee-jerk reaction to a US debt ceiling deal will be positive, but gains could actually remain short-lived as most of the deal is already well priced in the market prices and the end of the debt ceiling saga in the US means that the US Treasury will issue that one trillion US dollar worth of debt to service the rest of its debt and pay its bills and also start refilling the Treasury's general account, which fell to below 50 billion US dollars last week. Whereas this balance actually should be normally somewhere around 500 billion US dollars. So the US Treasury will will be sucking some half a trillion US dollars from the market very, very shortly. Now, we don't know at what speed and at which the market liquidity will drain from now on, but we know that it will drain. So that's bad for the market liquidity and for risk assets. Second, the latest economic data suggested last Friday that inflation in the US didn't ease as much as expected in the month of April. On the contrary, the US PCE prices which are the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge of inflation, rose from 42 to 4.4% in April, instead of falling to 3.9% as expected by analysts, plus core PC rose as well, unfortunately, and personal spending in the US was double what analysts actually penciled in. So again, the economic data didn't hint at an easily easing inflation in the US, hence boosted the odds that the Federal Reserve would actually opt for one more and perhaps one last rate hike at next month's policy meeting. Now, activity on Fed funds futures now assesses more chance for a 25 basis point hike in FOMC's June meeting than a no rate hike. The probability of a 25 base point hike increased to 60%, while the Fed's Loretta Master actually insisted that she would not rule out another interest rate hike when the Federal Reserve meets near mid 
June next month. So the prospects of lower market liquidity due to the end of the U.S. debt ceiling crisis combined with the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations are both reasons to turn bearish on stocks and other risk assets. But that's not what we saw on Friday's pricing in the market. The S&P 500 closed last week above the 4200 psychological mark, while the Nasdaq 100 index jumped more than 2.5% on Friday and hit the highest, highest level since April 2022. What's really amazing here is that Nvidia added just another 2.5% to the 24% rally of the day before, before the eyes of those who actually continue betting that this can't be anything else but a bubble, right? But willing to capitalize on the latest craziness around the AI that has made Nvidia the world's most valuable chip maker by the way and one of the most valuable stocks in the world well Huang the company's CEO actually unveiled in Taiwan a new set of products and services tied to artificial intelligence on the menu du jour yesterday was a new robotic design capabilities to make video games more realistic with the nvidia chips and an ai supercomputer platform so we actually continue watching nvidia and its price and see how far could it go but the thing is all this is obviously good and great for nvidia but but the rising interest rates and the rising yields due to the more hawkish federal reserve expectations are obviously outright bearish for rate sensitive technology stocks and while the u.s two-year yield which captures the best the fed bets is up for the 12th straight session and is now about the four and a half percent level headed back to the five percent psychological mark so i can and stop thinking that something has to give at some point. But in the FX markets, well, obviously the rising US yields continue giving a decent, decent support to the US dollar as the US dollar index is now pushing above the minor 23.6% retracement level on September to April retreat. The dollar yen consolidates above the 140 psychological mark, yet the recent fall in the US-Japan 10-year bond spread actually hints that the potential for a further rally in the dollar yen above that 140 level could be limited and we could soon see the price peak and return toward the 200-day moving average which stands near the 137 level. The euro dollar on the other hand is testing the 107 level to the downside again this morning and overall well the next stop for both the dollar yen and the euro dollar actually depends on what will happen to the US dollar, obviously. This week, the US jobs data will reveal whether the US jobs market will loosen or not last month. According to the consensus of analysts' expectations on a Bloomberg survey, while the US economy may have added something around 180,000 new non-farm jobs in May. But we have to note that the thing is, the NFP print beat estimates for the last 13 months. So for the last 13 months, not a single time the NFP number was lower than the market forecast and not a single time was it below the 200,000 psychological mark. So maybe the 14th time is a charm. Now, I'm saying obviously that because it's not good that we see U.S. jobs market losing, but obviously a strong jobs market is supportive of price pressures and inflation. And it is obviously not excellent news for 
the Federal Reserve when combined to a sticky inflation, which seems to be the case. But note that there is also the talk that the wide profit margins from the companies have been one of the major, major explanations of why inflation remained this sticky in the US and elsewhere in the world. So this is what people call greedflation, remember? And in summary, this means that companies actually use the inflation excuse to raise the prices of their products more than needed and the profit margins are maintained at well, relatively good levels obviously and we could see that in the earnings reports but inflation doesn't slow and because well there is absolutely nothing the Federal Reserve could do about it to prevent you know companies from just raising the prices of their products and services it keeps raising the interest rates hoping that just one day consumers will, you know, at some point stop consuming the overly priced products and that would halt greedflation. But back to my FX talk, well, another month of strong jobs data from the US and potentially solid wage growth data will, of course, further fuel the Federal Reserve's interest rate hike bets for the next month and further boost the US dollar, in which case well, the euro dollar could extend losses below the 107 mark and the dollar yen could extend its rally above the 140 psychological level. In the commodity space, well, the strong, strong US dollar continues waiting on gold appetite these days and the price of an ounce is now testing the 100-day moving average to the downside, whereas in the energy space, uh, US credit remains well bid, although without a strong, strong conviction from the bulls. We are now about the $70 per barrel level into the June 3 and 4 OPEC meeting when OPEC is expected to announce just another output cut to give another jolt to oil prices. Yet, it's important to note that I think that any OPEC boosted rally in oil prices at this point will likely remain short-lived. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading